What's up? What's up? What's up, everyone? I'm Young Hasio to all my K-pop peeps out there. My name is Denise, and you're listening to my weekly podcast. It's called That K-Pop Talk, where every week I bring you the news and reviews of the latest and greatest in Korean popular music. Please don't forget to go click, like, share, and most importantly, subscribe to my podcast channel. And if you would love to support, there is a link that you can click on in the description box for that as well. Okay, everyone, sit back and relax because K-pop news is coming up next. Welcome back to that K-pop talk. It is time for K-pop news. And before I get started, I just wanted to say thank you to all of Black Swan's um, fandom, which are the Lumina out there that showed up and showed out and showed all the love and support for Black Swan. It was a sight to behold. And let me tell you, you guys did not disappoint Black Swan, not one bit. They felt your love. They felt your support because I felt it for them. And I told them that in my interview, and yes, I was able to interview them on November 14th. We had a very, um, you know, just, just very informal and just laid back interview, you know, just chatting with the young girls and getting to know them a little bit more. They kept me on my toes. They did because um, I remember I was talking to, I believe it was Gabby. And, you know, I was asking her about her dance background because I know that she had danced in an urban um, dance company. And she was like, no, that's not what I am. She said, you know, I came from a theater background. So, you know, they keep me on my toes because sometimes you think you may know someone or research someone. And then, you know, it's not what the media portrays them out to be. And that's why I like doing these interviews because you really get to know these artists and hear it from them, how their journey is. So if you guys want to hear that interview, it is going to be posted on November 26th. I also will have a YouTube posting of that one as well. As you guys know, I really don't do a lot of YouTube. I keep YouTube just for an archive reference. I don't really promote it. I let you guys know it's there. But I haven't done one, I think in about four weeks, actually. I haven't done a YouTube video. Four or five weeks. I think my last episode was like episode 34, and I'm going on 49 right now, 48, 49 right now. So um, it's been a while since I've done a YouTube. But you guys, what my one-year anniversary, I'm going to bring it back, and it'll be bigger and better than ever. And you guys heard me right. My one-year anniversary is coming up December 2nd, and I will... Um, be giving out prizes starting the week of my anniversary. I told you guys it was coming. So in order for you guys to participate, make sure you are following me on my Instagram, that K-pop talk on my Instagram and keep listening to this podcast because I am going to be giving out some catchphrases that I want you to remember. At the end of this podcast, I'm going to give you the first catchphrase and then uh, next week, I will be giving you another catchphrase to win even more prizes. So there you have that part. But yes, December 2nd is my one-year anniversary. But getting back to Black Swan, let me tell you, these girls are more beautiful in person. They're tall too. They're like 5'7", five, 5'8". Five, and I'm five, two and a half. So just imagine I was actually looking up at these girls. They're like model-esque K-pop artists like they're so beautiful. Um so smart as well. 
I just love talking to these girls and I can't wait to, you know, meet up and chat with them again because this is not going to be our first interview. This is not going to be our first meeting. We've already talked about it. So Black Swan, if you're listening, we love you guys. Can't wait to meet up with you guys again and chat. And so if you guys have not downloaded, supported their latest two singles, Black Swan's Karma and Black Swan's Cat and Mouse. Those are the two singles that they have out currently that are really doing very well um, on the, you know, on the musical platforms right now. Okay, let's move on and let's get started with um, K-pop news. Oh, yeah. And before I get started, last thing, because <laughs> you guys know me, I will sidetrack a subject real quick. I also wanted to give a shout out to K-pop Bestie for bringing me in on the promotion um, of Black Swan and also for letting us have the interview at your place. You guys want some good K-pop merchandise. They recently opened up a second part to their shop. K-pop Bestie is located at 3875 Wilshire Boulevard. Suite 102, and like I said, they have an additional space open now in Koreatown, part of Los Angeles, 90010. So shout out to K-Pop Bestie as well. Janice and Chris, we love you guys. Okay, moving on now to um, K-Pop news because I have to, you guys, I'm, I'm really, I am waiting. I'm just dying right now. Well, I'm not dying, but you know, I am waiting to get to the last segment of my podcast. Why? Because there's so many comebacks, you guys. You remember the last two weeks, I've been saying, well, actually three weeks ago, I said it's been pretty quiet. It's going to be a lot of comebacks because I've only had a couple of videos. And then last week, the floodgates opened with all these music videos. I think I covered like six or seven of them. No, actually, I covered eight of them last week. Well, guess what, you guys? This week's This week is no different. There are a lot of music videos to cover and I couldn't get to all of them, but the notable ones that the ones that really caught my eye, I am so excited to be going over those videos with you guys on this podcast. But that's the very last segment. Right now, we need to be getting into some news um, that has been circulating around this week. Now, you guys know when it comes to like gossip type stuff, you guys know I normally um, try to wait it out a couple of weeks just to see what's going to happen because I want to make sure I have my facts together, right? Well, this is about Rise's member, um, Sung Hong. And I, I don't know what to think about this, you guys. Um, so allegedly he was bad, bad mouthing people on his Instagram lives and a netizen, you know, was saying that, well, a lot of netizens are call, calling for the removal of Sung Hong from the group Rise. And, you know, a lot of these alleged allegations happened before they debuted. So I, I was trying to figure out, you know, how far, you know, before the debut did this happen? And what was the context of his alleged possible verbal bullying, right? So I did some more in-depth research. Now, a lot of these media outlets have um, quotes for people talking about how they knew him and how he was bragging about him being a trainee. And, you know, to me, if this is true, then that's not cool. That's not cool at all. And, you know, you have, I wouldn't be talking about this, but you have actual people who was in his circle 
writing about what he was saying and they had receipts because they mentioned things that we wouldn't know because we weren't with him when he was a trainee. So, you know, I'm sort of believing it, you know, this alleged verbal, you know, bullying and hierarchy of how he was acting, this bragging he was doing. Another thing is, you know, he was bragging about how he didn't get caught smoking. Um, Don't know how I feel about that one, because it's one thing if you smoke and you just don't talk about it like BTS, you know, they don't talk about their alleged smoking, right? People catch them on camera, but they don't sit up here and brag. Oh my God, I'm glad they didn't catch me smoking. No, they just don't say anything because they're mature like that. They know how to handle the, the you know, publicity. But Sung-Hong, seeing that allegedly from his former friends said he likes to brag. Well, there's text messages saying that, you know, he was bragging about not getting caught smoking. Well, guess what? Right after that happened, the pictures were released of him smoking. So who are his friends? Are they really his friends? Or was it that they got tired of him bragging? So they was like, you know what? I'm done. I'm just going to let everybody see who you really are. I think SM has some work to do in the PR department because right now they're not controlling their artists. They're like running amok. And if you guys don't know what that means, that means they're just doing their own thing with no regard to their image at all. They don't care because they think they're invincible and they're not because just like the netizens support you, the netizens can leave that support and you won't have any. So if I was Rise, if I was SM, if I was their PR, I would tell them to just stop. The only thing they should be doing right now is concentrating on their music and you can still have fun, but don't don't taunt your 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 fandom like this. Don't because right now they just debuted. They they just got their foot in the water. And what make it so bad? What makes it so bad, you guys? Their music is actually good. I love every one of their songs that they have released so far, right? And you know, there there was already controversy with two other members prior to them even debuting. So why do they keep I mean, it could be that they just want a bad boy image, maybe. But I, I don't know if that's really what they were trying to go for, the bad boy image. But that's what they're getting right now, the bad boy image, you know. So I don't know. It's going to be a wait and see situation. Um, If Sung Hong comes out and says that he's apologetic and really seeks help for his his actions, that's something different here in America. If you get in trouble for something, you just say, oh, I'm going to rehab or, you know, I need help and I'm going to go to therapy. And then all is forgiven here in America. That's how we do it here. I know in South Korea it's not like that. So he's really going to have to do some soul searches, so to speak, talk to the head of SM and the PR staff from SM and really come up with a social media blitz to ask, you know, the netizens and everyone else for forgiveness and really change his attitude. Okay, that is my K-pop commentary for today. <laughs> okay, <laughs> you guys know I always do a K-pop commentary 
for a subject somewhere in the podcast. And, and that's my little K-pop commentary on that one. So, you know, we wish the best for Rise. Like I said, love their music, but they need to get it together in the PR department. Um, and speaking of that, let's say, for instance, if it doesn't work out and Sung Hung has to leave, what if they decide to go ahead and honor the wishes of netizens, right? Well, I mean, there have been other groups that have succeeded when one person leaves because of bullying or because of, you know, their personality just didn't mesh. And um, let's talk about Les Seraphim. Les Seraphim had someone to leave because of bullying allegations and they took off, right? They're doing very well right now. G Idol, you remember Sujin? You know, she had to leave because of alleged bullying allegations as well. And G Idol is doing very, very well. Uh, let's talk about Stray Kids. Now, I don't know why. I don't know why Woo Jin left. I don't know. I, I wasn't really into K-pop back in 2019 because I didn't discover BTS until 2020. But because, you know, that's the year Woo Jin left was, I believe, 2018, 2019 from Stray Kids. But I do know that Stray Kids is kicking butt, taking names right now because uh, I, I went two blocks over from where I live. And I saw them all over the walls. They are making strides here in America. Trust that, right? You know, BTS is not able to perform, but Stray Kids said, hey, while y'all are gone, hey, we, we can take over and do just fine. Because let me tell you, Stray Kids' popularity is growing. And I really do like them. Okay, but y'all know that's another side note, so let's let's bring it back in. But yeah, so I really know that if a person is not really meant to be with a group because of their attitude and behavior, trust that if the group is real good, they're going to survive. They're going to thrive. I mean, La Seraphim, G Idol, Stray Kids, other K-pop groups have proven that because if you are that toxic in nature, you don't need to spread that toxicity to the rest of your members. It's best if you just leave the group, right? Right. Okay. Moving on, y'all. Let's talk about G-Dragon. Now, I feel I feel bad for my boy because they just targeted him and just spread all sorts of malicious things about him, alleged drug use. And how many times can y'all drug test G-Dragon? <laughs> I mean, he's proven that he did not do drugs just because he has a, 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 a twick, you know, a twitch, you know, here or there. You guys think that he's on drugs? I'm not talking about y'all. I'm talking about the police. He took a urine sample, came up negative. He took a hair sample. That just came back negative. So now y'all want to do fingers. What, what's next? Fingers, toes, eye drops. I don't know what else is going to you know, come up next for you guys to try to test. He is innocent. That's my K-pop commentary on him. He's innocent. I mean, unless something comes back from the next test he has, he is not guilty. That hair follicle test really proves, you know, it goes back six months. And you cannot fake a hair follicle test. He did not shave his hair. You guys see how long his hair is on his head? He didn't even dye it. That's his hair color, his natural hair color. So I don't know what they're trying to do with G-Dragon, but... 
I mean, he's taken two tests now. Both of them have come back negative. I don't know why there's a witch hunt on him and that other guy, Lee, and whoever else. And they mentioned all these other K-pop artists like BTS and uh, Che Wan from Les Seraphim. This is ridiculous, you guys. But if you guys want to know what my real thoughts are on this, why the witch hunt, you guys go back two to three podcast episodes and I explain specifically what I know about why these K-pop artists are being targeted and a couple of um, other political figures as well. It's more political than it is um, criminal as to the reason why. Okay, moving on, you guys. So good news for G-Dragon. No drugs found in his system and they'll probably do all his body parts until everybody part comes up negative. <laughs> okay, moving on, you guys. Let's talk about um, Baby Monster, right? Baby Monster. You guys, I have been waiting for them for months. And I don't know about you guys, but I'm pretty worn out. I'm like, when are they going to debut? Because I'm so over this. I just want them to debut. But I know they had to do it right. But then you had the Blackpink issue coming up when their contract expired in August. So, you know, YG CEO was probably stressed out because, you know, he had his own criminal trial coming up. And I'm talking about Yang Hong Suk. He was um, on trial for threatening retaliation um, of Han So Hee. Um, she was an informant back when um, K-pop rapper slash member, former member of um, Econ or Icon, depending on where you're at in the world to pronounce it. Um, B.I., he, you know, was allegedly using drugs and um, he finally came out and admitted that he was. But um, the CEO, Yang Hong Suk, was trying to intimidate her into not being um, a witness to report what she knew. But she went ahead and reported it anyways. And because of that, he was found recently guilty of uh, threatening retaliation and he is due to serve six months in jail now while all this was going on there was also speculation that Blackpink was not coming back or renewing their contract with YG and Rose she signed her contract but as we know Lisa and um Jisoo and Jenny decide to um part ways allegedly I can't come out and say that they actually did because it has not been formally announced. YG is trying to um, still negotiate with them because your boys at Sports Chosun, y'all know how I feel about that media outlet, Sports Chosun. Sometimes they get it right, sometimes they don't. But Sports Chosun said that Lisa's manager officially left and um, that more than marks the case with Lisa not renewing her contract with YG, right? Now, YG is still saying that they are still negotiating the contracts with Lisa, Jenny, and Jisoo. But it looks more like, you know, it's still up in the air as to what is happening. Now, as far as Blackpink goes, I think this is my prediction on that. I think that Blackpink will negotiate something with YG as a group for group activities because YG owns that IP. 
So the IP is the intellectual property of the name Blackpink, of them as being four girls of a group, Blackpink. So I think that when they get together as Blackpink, they will work something out with YG. However, their solo roles and what they do as solo artists and solo projects will be handled individually with their respective managers and and um the exception on that is rose because rose is the only one who renewed her contract with yg speaking of blackpink they have announced that they are doing a collab with japanese artist takashi murakami he is a well-known artist and that collab will drop on december 8th so be on the lookout for that for more information just go to um you know, <laughs> go to Takashi Murakami's website or his Instagram or Blackpink's Instagram because they did announce it on their story um, a couple of days ago. So I'm very excited about that. I believe I saw R.M. from BTS talk about um, Takashi Murakami at one point. So this is very, very exciting that he wants to work with Blackpink. Okay, moving on. The last piece of news I have for for this week is for this past week because today is Sunday when I'm filming this. Um, Dean, you guys, Dean is back. Oh my goodness, Dean is back. Now let me tell y'all something about Dean. Dean actually left the K-pop world. Well, actually, he's more like an indie neo soul type. Well, R&B. Y'all, look, he all over the place with me. I think he's more R&B. He's just straight up R&B, right? K-pop um, R&B. He, he did his last single called Howlin' 404 back in May 2019. Now, I didn't come, in, come on to the K-pop scene until 2020, right? With BTS. Everybody else like 2021. So, I didn't know that Dean was on a hiatus because when I discovered his music, it was 2021 and I was trying to figure out where the rest of his music was at. I'm like, everybody else are doing, everybody else is doing comebacks, but I'm like, where's Dean's comeback? Where's Tabor's comeback? That's another one that I listen to a lot. My daughter really, really likes Dean. Like she really likes his music. It's something about his voice that really soothes her. And she really is enjoying his music. Um, and we still listen to Dean, even though he hadn't released anything. And I am so happy that he has something out now. Because let me tell you, it's like he never left. He dropped his latest single, his comeback single. Didn't even drop a video, y'all. He just dropped <laughs> a visualizer on November 18th. And it's called Die For You. And girl... I'm not saying girl because I you know this is me talking like if I was talking to my friend I'd be like girl um y'all it's like music in my ears it's like that buttery voice of his and it's called die for you and let me tell y'all I I'm just so happy he's bad that's all I gotta say I'm happy he's bad because every single piece of of music he puts out i am there i am there and i know my daughter is there as well so if you guys are dean fans just be on the lookout hopefully he'll um, release more music and hopefully he'll go on a mini tour because your girl will be there yes i will i will be there for dean that's one person that i definitely will be there for
oh, the last, you know, I said that was the last piece of um, news. I lied because there is something that recently came out. Um, I just want to get your thoughts on it. So on, I think it's called Cool. It's called, the website is QOO. It's a fandom website. This post recently um, garnered a lot of attention because it was talking about pretty fandom K-pop names. I didn't know a K-pop name would be pretty. Well, you know, I'm ARMY, so I don't think ARMY is a pretty fandom name. <laughs> if anything, it's a very aggressive fandom name. But we're not aggressive. We're just confident, right? Um, because I am ARMY. Because BTS is the first K-pop group that I found um, when I entered the K-pop world. So that's why I'm ARMY. They are the first group that um, I discovered and the first group that really... Um, enabled me to see and explore what K-pop, you know, was at that time. Okay, so here are some of the K-pop fandom names that netizens are saying are amongst the best of being a pretty fandom K-pop name. One is BTOB. Medley is the fandom name, and medley means beat and medley make a song together. What do you guys think about that? The next one is Super Junior. The Elves. Elf stands for Everlasting Friends. That's cute. Here's one that you guys already know I like. Stray Kids Stay. And that means fans help Stray Kids Stay. The fans help the Stray Kids, you know, still be in the music industry so i like that one day six fandom is called my day which means fans and day six makes each other's day oh that's cute 17 i like this one too carrot which means fans make 17 shine like a diamond shine bright like a diamond don't make fun of my singer i like that monster x now let me tell you i didn't know this one Monster X is Mon Bibi, which in French means Mon Bibi means my baby. Oh, that's cute. Huh. Okay. Stacy um, fandom is called Swift, which means it's a wordplay on stay with sweet and stay say Stacy with. I'll say that again because I just totally destroyed that. Stay with sweet and stay see with it's a play on words oh okay i don't know if that's pretty y'all i don't know if that's pretty it's it's more like a mind game but i don't know if that's i don't know if that's pretty swift ah i'll have to disagree with that one y'all okay the next one is g idol the fandom is called neverland uh, which means g idol is forever within neverland Okay, I can see that. I don't know if it's pretty, but I can see that. Less Seraphim is Fear Not. And Fear Not is a wordplay on Fear Not and Korean word meaning blooming. Okay. I think that one's more confident, like Army. I don't know if it's pretty. Like the meaning means pretty, but blooming 
means like a flower. So I don't know because fear not is not a flower. So I don't, I have to disagree with that one too, y'all. Okay. And infinite is in spirit. That's the fandom in spirit. And that is a word play on in spirit and infinite's in. Okay. I can see that. Ha Sung Woon is Hanu. And that's a wordplay on a Korean word meaning sky and always with Ha Sung Woon. I think that's pretty. I like that one. New West is love. And that means in Korean, New West's group name looks like the word love. Oh, I like that one. And we have two more left. Astros is Aroha. And Aroha in Korean is short for Astros One and Only Fan. Oh, that, that's cute. And ONF is Fuse. And that means One of's Muse. I think that's pretty because, you know, if you're Fuse... That means one-offs muse. Uh, that's borderline to me. Okay, so you guys, what do you think of those? Are you part of any of the aforementioned fandoms? Are you guys one of those? I'm almost certain you guys are one of them. Like, one of these. I mean, I personally like Carrot, and I like My Day is cute. I like that, My Day. I like... um melody that's a cute one stay that's a cute one because you know when people break up or when people you know don't want someone to leave they'll tell you to stay that's like a that's like a show of affection right so and i like mom bb you know who love who doesn't love a good french word right okay you guys so i'm pondering over these fandom names because now i want to know the other fandom names like i'm very much interested so you know what i'm going to go over this website because supposedly this is a fandom website i'm going to research that because it's interesting to see how these fandom names are um you know how how they originated you know and how long after the group debuts um, do they get their fandom names? So that's that's a whole thing in itself. Maybe I could do an episode where I just talk about fandom names. What do you guys think? Speaking of pronunciation of, of not just fandom names, just pronunciation. Y'all, how come you guys did not tell me that I've been saying Kepler, Kepler, ugh, I can't even talk, Kepler's name wrong. This whole time, I've been saying Kepwanner. Not one person out there in all the 87 countries listening to me corrected me and said, Denise, that is not how you pronounce their name. It's Kepler. I've been saying Kepwanner this whole time. Yes, I have. So I wanted to apologize to Kepler out there for butchering your name. So here's my public apology. Okay, you guys, let's move on to the next um, segment. You guys already know what it is. If you guys have been following me every week, it is my Bong Tong Boys segment, my BTS. You guys know I have to give props to BTS because they are my bias group. 
So coming up next is BTS, Don't Go Anywhere, followed by my music video picks of the week that have been recently released for my last segment. So don't go anywhere. BTS News is next. Welcome back to the K-Pop Talk. It is time for BTS News. Yes, we're going to talk about what my Bangtang boys have been up to for these past seven days. We're going to start off with the Magni of the group, John Jungkook of BTS with his golden album. And you guys know that this album is indeed golden because it has set every single record on this earth to be set in its creating history as I'm speaking, moment by moment, string by string, view by view. This is a phenomenal album and I would be highly disappointed if it was not nominated for album of the year at next year's Grammys. I'm putting it out there right now. It needs to be nominated because this album, Kick Buck, took names. But you guys know, so did Sugar's album D-Day. So did Jimin's album, Face, and it wasn't even, neither one of those albums are nominated for a Grammy. Yes, I'm still going there because they should have been nominated. But anywho, let's get back to your boy, John John Cook. He is doing his concert. By the time you guys see this, the concert would have already aired, but his concert is November 20th at 8 p.m. Korea Standard Time, 4 p.m. on November 19th um, Pacific Standard Time because, again, I'm in L.A., and there are several ways that you can actually view this concert. One is in person. If you were there in person or are there in person, because I am filming this on the 20th, um, you know, you're lucky. I'm jealous because you're there and I'm not. But I had to be. I couldn't go, you guys, because I have obligations here. But trust me, I will be there in 2025, 2026, whenever they do their very first um, performance, I will be there. Trust me. I'm saving my coins now. It's going to be a bloodbath, so to speak, because people are going to be fighting over these tickets for that tour and people are going to be fighting over tickets to see that very first performance. I already know, but your girl going to be saving her coins to make sure she's there. Trust me. I'm doing it now. Okay, so let's get back to John John Cook and this performance. I'm so excited because it will give me a chance and you guys to a chance to see how he is in a full concert, you know, in full concert mode. Um, and we get to know a little bit more of his personality too. Yes, he's done a mini concert of maybe five or six songs, but that really was not as personable as you can get in a full concert. You know, we really got to know Sugar when he did his full concert. We really got to know J-Hope when he did his full concert, right? So I'm excited to see a full concert from John John Cook. So um, you guys, let me know what you guys think if you want, if you guys watch it. So again, you guys can watch it by being there in person, going on Weaver Shop, getting your ticket, but it's actually too late by the time you hear me um, on this podcast because like I said, the concert would have already been passed. But watching it on Weverse, you can watch it on the Weverse TV app or the Weverse phone app or the Weverse website. And um, or you can shadow cast your phone to your television. So there are several different ways, but it all goes back to Weverse. So I keep telling y'all, get that Weverse, right? 
Okay, so that's basically what John John Cook has been up to. He, of course, he's been doing other, um, you know, mini pop-ins on TV shows, and he's been doing his Emmett countdown and his other countdown on TV shows in Korea, coming in first place, of course, and doing these phenomenal performances of Standing Next to You and some other songs. So, But have you guys noticed that his hair has been getting shorter and shorter and shorter? And every time he cuts his hair, he looks more, more, more mature. He looks older, doesn't he? So his maturity is really showing through. But I have another analogy and theory into why he's cutting his hair. Because every single time a BTS member cuts their hair shorter and shorter and shorter, they end up going off into the military. And I'm not saying he's going now, but I'm saying I think he's getting used to his hair being short and getting us used to his hair being short so when he goes in it won't you know come as a surprise it won't be as blunt right just like rm his hair is already short i know he said that it was too hot but it's getting cold and his hair is still short so i think that you know they're just getting used to their hair being short for the military so we can get used to them looking like that um jimin however and we're going to go on to jimin right now Jimin's hair is blonde and long, semi-long. Um, he left to go over, I don't know where he went, but he left to go overseas somewhere to do a music video or do a project and came back three days later to Korea. So I don't know what he was working on, but what I do know he did was a collab with your boy Taman from Shiny on Taman's song Guilty for the Guilty Challenge and he tore it up and when he raised the shirt, did you guys see his tattoo? I don't know if you guys saw it. Go back and look at that Taman, um, Taman Jimin collab for Taman's song Guilty. If you guys can't find it, it's on my um, Instagram. I posted it on there. You guys, when they did that one part in Taman's choreography of that song, when he lifts his shirt up, on Jimin's part, you can see that, that tattoo poking out below his... Um, you know, where his right rib is at. So I'm like, hmm, okay, Jimmy, we see you. So anyways, his hair is still blonde. Um, it's long enough that he could put it in a ponytail. So I'm not sure what project he's working on. But at any rate, you know, his hair has been blonde for quite some time. But some tell me he's working on something else. So we're going to be on the lookout for that. So um, Jimmy, let us know what you're doing. But I did like, he did another um, music, not music video, but he did another video of him doing a solo to a song by Justin Bieber and Ariana Grande. And it was a very beautiful solo. Like his, whoever choreographed that did a beautiful job. It, it just lets us know that Jim's background as a dancer was just unparalleled like he was a phenomenal dancer and I've, I've talked about this before Jimin was the one responsible for me even discovering BTS because as I was hovering over the picture on the television I saw him doing that solo part in Black Swan and that's what got me watching the video and that's what's got that's what got me um curious as to who BTS was because of Jimin and that solo in Black Swan. So, you know, I, I always feel like a little connection to Jimin on that part um, because of his dance, you know, dance background training and 
Um, you know, he's just a beautiful dancer all the way around. Not to mention a beautiful artist, of course. Okay, so that's that is what is going on with Jim and not too much. Like I say, you know, these these young men are winding down because they know that the inevitable is going to happen of them going into the military. So they're doing as much as they can before they go in. Let's move on to Kim Taehyung, right? V, um, get better V. You guys know he is trying to recover from a cold. Um, there is a hashtag going around called get well soon Taehyung. And he said that he was tired and that, you know, for us not to catch a cold, but he ended up catching one. So, you know, I hope he recovers quickly and, um, you know, gets his energy back. Um, he did officially say he wrapped up his V layover album promotion and he showed us and shared with us slides from his music videos in his latest Instagram post to commemorate, um, you know, his time while he was filming um, those music videos and enjoying making the album as well. So that is what Kim Young has been doing. Okay, moving on. Now we're going to talk about RM, the leader of BTS. Now, RM did share with us where he got hurt. I believe it was above his left eye. Um, he said he was filming something and he got in the way of the camera. The camera got in the way of him. I don't know what happened, but the camera did bump or collide with his you know, left eyebrow and thus the mark, the cut above his you know, eye. Um, it does look like it's, you know, healing fair, fairly quickly. So that's good. But the controversy is what most people are talking about concerning R.E.M. right now. And that is he posted a picture of him smoking on Instagram. It wasn't, you know, a mistake. He deliberately put that picture up there because he was looking at the camera smoking you know, bar none, we know that's what he was doing. But Army was divided and netizens were divided over whether that picture should be up or not. So he ended up taking it down. It was just too much controversy getting back to him. And he took it down. He then got on, you know, Weverse and gave us words of encouragement but I think he was trying to encourage himself and just feel how we were feeling about him. I think Kim Nunjun just wants to be free. He wants to be himself, like fully, 100% authentically himself. And it's hard to do that when people are constantly clapping back at how he lives his life. Now, I understand the part when he posted that one song that caused controversy. I get that part. That's different. But I'm saying everything else he does, people criticize him for it. He can't even breathe right without someone criticizing Kim Nunjun. And that is not cool. He is a human being. Just like when, um, just like when John John Cook and V were smoking. Heck, what if the whole group smoked? Are y'all going to stop listening to BTS because they smoked? Are you going to stop being friends with someone because they smoked? What if, what if one of your friends, what if you found out that one of your friends or one of your family members smoke? Are you going to stop being friends with your friends who smoke? Are you going to stop hanging around your family members who smoke? 
What's the difference? And I know that some people are saying, well, you know, in the K-pop world, you know, you're not supposed to come across, have any negative connotation because you're representing the K-pop brand. I got news for you guys. You may not agree with me, but the K-pop brand is changing. It's evolving. In every genre of music, that genre evolves. It just does, whether we want it to or not. If you compare K-pop from what it was back in 1995, when it first got started, you can see a vast change in how K-pop has evolved. And it will continue to evolve. So getting back to RM, if he would have put that picture up about him smoking, I would have been like, okay, well, that's RM. And I would have kept going. I still love RM's music. I still love who he is. Him smoking and V smoking and, you know, John John Cook smoking does not change the fact that I love their music or how I love their music. It doesn't change the fact on them singing. Now, yes, it may be a health hazard, but they know that. They're they're grown men now. They know that. And so does everybody else in the world who smokes. So let's just love them for who they are and let them make their own choice when it comes to that. And if they want to post them smoking, you know, you guys don't have to look at the picture. And I don't either. But evidently, you know, R.E.M. felt that he was free enough in his mind, I guess, that he can post that that photo and Army would, you know, respect him enough to, you know, accept the fact that he's trying to tell us, this is who I am. I don't know. What are your thoughts on that? I mean, I'm pretty sure there are some people, there are some people, there are some people out there that says, or that say, no, he shouldn't be smoking if he does, you know, I don't need to know. Now that's totally different from um your boy Sung Han when he just bluntly was smoking with his friends and bragging about it and then said, Oh, I didn't get caught. That's that's a totally different thing. RM wanted you guys to know. Like he was bearing himself to you guys, to us, because I'm army too. So I just want to know what are your thoughts on that, you guys? So that's what's been going on with RM. And then he still hasn't told us what he's been working on. Like I said, I know he's been hanging out with members of Bombing Tiger. Um, I know he's been visiting a lot of artist museums and galleries. And he's really been in that zone lately where he's just enjoying life and just trying to be the happiest that he can be. He even said that, you know, I'm just trying to be me. That's all I can be is me you know, and enjoy the little moments in life. And I totally agree with him on that. Okay, moving on to the next person. We're going to be talking about your boy Sugar. Yes, he is still um, doing stuff, even though he is, you know, um, serving his country as a social service agent. Sichwata, oh, that's a tongue tie right there. Sichwata has episode 22 um, teaser out and it's a female this time. Her name is Ung Jung-wa, and she is a Korean singer, actress, and dancer. And they're, they call her the Korean Madonna. And guess what? She is 54 years old. And let me tell you, I looked at her, and she doesn't look a day over 25. 
she looks good so i am curious um as to what this episode is going to be you know about i know it's gonna be about her but i'm just curious as to what they're going to talk about so i'm definitely going to be watching that episode but if you guys want to see episode 22's teaser it is out now I love the fact that Sugar just keeps getting us content, um, getting content to us, and he is not physically able to be with us. So I really applaud Sugar for doing that. J-Hope, yes, he's in the military. Him and Jen, you know, they're also serving time in the military. But J-Hope, just wanted to give you guys some good news about him. He got promoted to a, he got the title of a special force um, or promoted to special force title. <laughs> um, he did it two months earlier than planned. And they said he has exemplary marksmanship and first aid skills that is far beyond um, what people expected. And so thus he got the title, um, the special force title two months early. So congratulations to J-Hope. And Jen, you know, he's just chilling. He's still in the military too. He's chilling. But I just wanted to put it out there. J-Hope's not the only one who got promoted early. Back in July of 2023, Jen too all also got promoted early in the military. So that just goes to show that our Bangtan boys are more than just performers. They are very serious about everything that they do, including serving their country. So hats off to Jen and J-Hope for serving their country and serving the country of South Korea well. Okay, you guys, well, that wraps up this week's segment of BTS News. Coming up next is the last segment of my podcast, my music video picks of the week that have recently been released. So don't go anywhere. Welcome back to that K-pop talk. It is time for my last segment of this podcast. And these are my personal favorite music video picks of the week that have been recently released this past week or so. There have been so many music video comebacks this month, y'all. Too many for me to name. November was the month of comebacks. Definitely. I think we've had more comebacks in the month of November than any other month. So let's get straight into it. Once again, this week, I have eight more music videos. Yes, eight. I tried to narrow it down, but you guys, it's just so many music videos and so many of them are so good. So we're going to get started. The Rose, Wonder is the name of the music video. It puts me in the mind of a fusion between a group called Imagine Dragons and the group Coldplay. Such a beautiful song. Wusan sung it beautifully the production quality of this of the staging of how the band played in the in the cinematography and the direction of how it was filmed was just gorgeous okay the next music video is by i hope i hope i'm pronouncing her name right huna ohauna um the name of her music video is attitude you know it gives me strike a pose by madonna you know it gives me that you know, strike a pose. Vogue. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It gives me Vogue meets EDM. And it's so good. I really love it. Very different artistic-wise, but it works for her, you know? Um, number three is Crush. And this is this is in no order, you guys. I'm just telling you this is the third music video I'm talking about. Crush, 
he made a comeback with Hmm Cheat. Now this reminds me, the song reminds me of Justin Timberlake. It does. It gives me 100% Justin Timberlake vibes. Um, I like that old school vibe. I love his music video. I love the dancing, the choreography in it. Very chill dancing. And, you know, just very fun dancing, too. And I love the way they work the special effects. To have him in different stages in the same frame um, is so, it's, it's very, very well put together, the music video. So, Crush, Hmm, Cheat. And the fourth music video is by P1 Harmony called Fall in Love Again. You guys, this is a fun song. I really love it. And it's so cute. They have these um, stuffed these stuffed animals that are like human size. You know, of course, they wore uh, costumes, you know, in the music video. But it's so cute. It's about these furry, furry costuming animals. You know, the, the P1 Harmony is singing to him saying he could fall in love again after his girlfriend broke up with him his furry animal girlfriend broke up with him so it was real cute um p1 harmony fall in love again the fifth music video is by in hypen they are back their comeback um blood orange and their video the first video release is sweet venom i was trying to figure out because this is to me this song is so different from their other songs in the past like any one of their songs. This is different from any one of their songs they've done in the past. And I was like, well, who do they remind me of? They remind me of Maroon 5. That's who they remind me of. It's in that tone, but they did get they div. <laughs> they did give reference to Michael Jackson and how they dressed and some of the dance moves. So I thought that was interesting. Um Sweet Venom. But I do like the song. It's just different, you know? It's, it it falls out of their their stereotypical aesthetic of what they bring to the table being in hypers. So it's totally different from them. But they did say that this was going to be softer than their normal, you know, um, aesthetic. And they were telling the truth in that because it is different. Okay. Number six is by my girl, BB. Now, let me tell you about BB. I love her voice. It's sort of raspy. Um, the verbato in her voice is beautiful how she does her musical runs captivating and she teamed up collaborated with um becky g from america and they came up with this spanish flair the song called amigo i really do like this song but i'm not gonna lie becky g isn't who i was paying attention to i was paying attention to bb because that's my girl i support her so you know i support becky g in this music video because of her I love, I love BB. Like to me, all eyes were on her. She brought the fire and the flame to the song. Okay. Um, the next one is by your boy Jay Park. And you know, Jay Park is a rapper. And you know, to me, Korean popular music isn't just about the pop, the traditional K-pop, you know, music. It's also about the different genres within K-pop, like k indie. Um, K-Soul, Neo-Soul, which is where BB falls up under a lot of times. And then Jay Park, of course, he falls up under um, the rap part, hip-hop rap. And so does Crush for that matter. Crush can fall up under hip-hop rap. And Huna, Huna falls up under like the electronic dance part of K-pop. And the Rose, 
pop rock, K-pop. So see how I talk about all different genres. So anywho, let's get back to Jay Park. He released his song, Why? And I must say, I really like this song. At first, I was like, I don't know how I feel about it because I've heard this all too many times before with Drake and his songs. You know, he has that Drake vibe. But I am growing into liking this song even more. And it's called Why? Because he switches it up. Artistically speaking, his beats are one way in the music video and in the song. But then he switches it up and he has that cha-cha beat on there. And I'm like, okay, I'm with you when you write. He let me know that he knows artistically how to switch it up and make it his own with the cha-cha beat. So go ahead. I'm with you when you write. If you can mix these two type of forms of hip-hop together and make it light and smooth and chill and free, I'm with you when you're right. Jay Park, hats off to you. Okay, and the last music video I'm going to talk about are my boys, Stray Kids. Now, I'm going to tell y'all about Stray Kids. My girl, Svenja, from Germany, her Instagram, K-Pop Birthdays, look it up. She um, turned me on to Stray Kids. And then my other friends at What's in the K-Pop, shout out to my girls in Houston, they also like Stray Kids. So I get it. I totally get it. Because let me tell you, those boys, their demeanor, when they perform, they mean business, right? They're having fun, but they are more serious in tone when they perform, they let you know they come to kick butt and take names and then some and then leave with the names <laughs> like they are that good. And um, I walked outside. I was walking. I forgot where I was walking to, but I saw I looked up and I was like, is that stray kids on the wall? They have the whole block plaster with their their new album on the wall like they're everywhere now. So. I am excited to see their Billboard Music Awards performance. Um, you know, they announced that they were performing at the Billboard Music Awards. So again, by the time you hear this podcast, they would have already performed. And on the next podcast, I will also talk about the Billboard Music Awards. So um, there's that. Like, I had to end it with them because Felix's voice, first of all, you remember I had talked about the stage performance video uh a couple weeks ago when they released it you know when they filmed it at the concert when they performed the song but the video itself is so good the concept is good the video um production quality is good it's telling like it's like a short film i like the way that they bring just making a film the art of filmmaking into their music because they're telling a story and i really appreciate that you know, them, you know, not them, but Stray Kids and BTS are a lot alike in ways that they each like to tell a story and encompass that story around what they're doing. And I'm not talking about concepts. I'm talking about storytelling. The only person I know that's doing it right now, besides Stray Kids and BTS, Espa was doing it in their last album with the hyperlink when they had their black mamba you know they had their whole storyline you know with their hyperlink series they were actually telling the story so it's different than having a concept and you making a highlight melody mel sorry melody and all that it's, it's different from that 
So I really appreciate Stray Kids for that because you never know what you're going to get with them. And they are coming strong. Like the beats are strong. The whole aesthetic is strong. Like I, I, I guess Stray Kids is growing on me, you guys. So I'm not quite a stay yet because, you know, I feel like if I like anybody else like that, if I become a fandom, official fandom of anything else, that I will be cheating on my BTS boy. So I can't go that route yet. But, um, you know... I do appreciate, I appreciate so many forms of K-pop, you guys. Like, I would be a fandom of so many groups right now. It's just amazing to me how these K-pop groups are so good. And that's one of the reasons why I do this podcast, because of my awe and appreciation of K-pop. So, that's why I'm here, you guys. You know, I love your fandoms out there, the different fandoms. I love to see the way you guys support your your K-pop artist is just amazing to me. The amount of love and support that you give your K-pop fandoms. I mean, your K-pop artists. Just like when um, Black Swan came here and Lumina showed up. Like I said in the beginning of this podcast. It's so beautiful to see you guys. Let's keep that positivity and love going. No matter what our K-pop artists are going through, good and bad, let's continue to support them, right? And show them that no matter what, they can rise above anything and be the best that they can be. Well, everyone, that wraps up this episode of That K-Pop Talk. Tune in next week on November 26th when I will air my interview with Black Swan. Also, you need to remember one key word for my K-Pop giveaway on my first anniversary, and that word is fandom. Fandom. F-A-N-D-O-M. That will come in handy next week for my very first giveaway of many. So don't forget, fandom, very first giveaway. I can't stress that enough. Just remember that word. Okay, you guys. Oh, and make sure you're following me. That's another requirement too. Make sure you're following me on my Instagram, that K-pop talk and following me on my podcast if you haven't been following me already. So. With that being said, don't forget to click like, share, and subscribe (laughs) to my podcast channel. And if you would love to support, there's a link in the description box for that as well. Well, you guys already know what it's about. It's about that K-pop talk. And I shall see you guys next week. Bye.